Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we'll be talking about how to plan a successful sketching trip, whether it's by yourself, with a friend or even a group of other sketchers. But before we get onto the topic, we just want to thank a couple of people that have left us a really lovely review on iTunes for this podcast. So first of all, Patty Kelly Fuller. She says, makes art great fun. I just discovered this podcast and I've been enjoying it immensely. I love the humour and the style of this podcast. I particularly appreciate the knowledge of art, technique and materials. I love the challenges as they help me maintain a regular daily practice of enjoying my art. The challenges provide wonderful encouragement and the community and their feedback is appreciated. So that was really nice. Thank you, Patty. Yeah, and I've got one here from T. Jason Williams. And I think Jason has left us a review before when he first started listening. But he's left us another one and it says, So much fun. I've been listening to this podcast for months now. Sandra and Tara are so inspiring. Absolutely hilarious. I agree. Do you, Sandra? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I adore the creative chats they have. Good job. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And we also want to thank everyone who has been sharing their work with us on social media. It's too early for us to talk um, much about the September work just yet because, um, well, it's August for us. (laughs) (laughs) But August has proved to be a really popular month. Got a lot that's caught my eye. So we've got Art by Jackie P. She's done some really lovely drawings on toned pastel paper using coloured pencils. Have you seen those? Yeah, they're lovely. Yeah, they were for the Quick Kicks Challenge. Um, Frank J. Ferrer, he's been doing some really lovely work. One of his watercolours was um, of a famous building. I think it was the Guggenheim Museum. Um, It had little people standing outside and kind of sitting underneath. The actual painting of the building itself was absolutely beautiful. And then you had these little sketches of people underneath, but there was so little information in these people, but it was really effective. So I really like that one. Did you see that? I don't think so, no. And Sophie Knight, she's done some gorgeous drawings for the 31 Animals August Challenge. Um, The one I love, in fact, there's two I really love, um, the parrot she drew, and she drew this cute little hedgehog, which is all curled up in a ball. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. So what about you? What's caught your eye, Tara? Well, I love that hedgehog as well. It's so cute. Wasn't it? Yeah. But also, um, I've really liked Kim Stremmel. She did a sketch of a dog having a snooze, a pencil sketch. That was absolutely gorgeous. Um, Johanna Brown, she's been drawing some really fantastic animals on coloured paper. I don't know if you've seen those. There's one of a wasp the other day, which I'm not a fan of wasp, but the drawing was really, really nice, really good. Yeah, I don't like wasps either. No. Then I've got Laurie Hamaski, and she's been doing the Kick Cartoon Challenge that we did with 64 Million Artists. And she's been making cartoons from everyday objects, and they've been really, really fun. So, yeah. Um, anyway, what is new with you, Sandra? Uh, <laughs> not a lot, really, at the moment. I haven't actually started my new painting yet because I haven't actually found quite the right composition but I'm I'm working on it. Sometimes this part is, you know, takes longer than the actual painting. Um, but yesterday I did pick up the Giclée prints I've had made of the marble painting that I've just finished, and I'm really really happy with with those. Um, just got to get them mounted and wrapped, and then they'll be ready to go on my website, which is great. Um, apart from that, aside from keeping busy making our art kick Sunday videos, nothing's nothing's really new to be honest, which is unusual Aww. for me. <laughs> oh, never mind. I know. So what are you painting anyway this time? Can you tell us? Well, um, yeah, I mean, obviously I've just painted some marble. This time I'm painting another, um, it's a whiskey-inspired painting. So I won't say too much about it. But there's dark a bit or of, light? Uh, dark. Right. Lights have gone out again. Yeah, it might have a bit of flesh in there somewhere as well. Oh. Mm, body parts. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not say any more about that then. 
You mean a hand? Well, don't give it away. Oh, okay. Or lips? You, I, I'm not saying. You'll have to wait okay, and see. Okay. So what about you? What's new with you? Well, you remember last time I was painting faces in watercolour? Yeah. Um, well, I've been carrying on with that, and I've done one nearly every day of this month so far. And I'm absolutely in love with White Knight's watercolour paints, if anybody's thinking of getting some paint. Uh, but I've been going through this thing where they started off, so they were terrible, and then they started getting much, much better, and I was doing these loose faces and quite liking them. Um, but now they're going through a little bit of a dip again, and it's almost like I've now got too detailed again, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I'm hoping I can loosen them up again. I can't so, quite work out. Because the last time we spoke, you were having a nightmare with it. You, you were saying how difficult it is. Obviously, then with a bit of practice, you found that you got better. Yeah. And now you're finding that you're not liking it as much. Right. I don't think that's unusual, actually. It's often the case where you kind of just almost work on autopilot in the end, and then suddenly you get one that doesn't work, and it's like, oh, my God, what's happened, you know? And it's just sometimes I think you need a little reminder, you know, there's still always something new to learn, and you have to go down these little dips to... Yeah, well, they I'm say, having... don't they, you have to have the, the dips to appreciate the ups. Is that right? I'm having quite a few dips at the moment then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's really frustrating, though, because it's like, you know, you've got... I can see one... I'm thinking, why did that one work? And why is this one now all tightened up? And I just can't work it out. Maybe it's but... frame of mind. Maybe it's just when you were doing it. Were you in a rush? Were you thinking about something else? I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I did think one thing is I've been using all of my paper is relatively cheap, obviously, because I'm just sketching. Mm. Um, but the Hobbycraft paper I was using is actually really quite, well, I quite like it. I'm sure if you were like a real connoisseur of watercolours, you'd hate it. Mm. But I found it pretty good. But then I ran out of that and I found um, an old works. You know, the works watercolour yeah. paper is shocking. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> So I've now bought some more Hobbycraft stuff again. So I did do one last night on that. It was a bit better, but still, I think I've gone a little bit tightened up. It's almost like I've kind of got a little bit of a handle on it, but then trying to control it too much, maybe. I always think with watercolour, the biggest mistake anyone can make with watercolour is almost trying to control it. I think to some yeah. degree, you've kind of got to let it control you and just go yeah. with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a problem. I'm not letting... Do what it wants. You kind so of got to work with it and what it wants to do, and just embrace what it does, and then change direction if you need to because of how it, just how it goes. You know, I think it's very unusual to. I mean, there are some watercolor uh, painters out there that are just. I mean, have you ever seen um, Carrie Waller's work? Oh my yes. goodness, amazing! She's just fantastic. I love her stuff. You wouldn't know it's watercolor, actually, no, would you? No, no. Honestly, she's one of my favorite artists and she's a lovely lovely person as well but um yeah she's i don't know she just controls it beautifully she's just got this um natural ability i think with watercolor and it's amazing but most people um tend to use it in a really loose manner and i think when you do it like that i do think you have to just see what it does and then work with it yeah and that's what I need to do, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. So sometimes that... you can have something in your head, can't you? You think it's going to turn out like something. And I think with watercolour, you, you can't plan it like that in a way. I think, I think one thing as well is, because I'm not sketching first, I'm just going in for these faces straight away with colour. Mm. So you're, it, you haven't really got a set idea of what it's going to look like. But I don't know. I think I'm just trying to control it too much. Maybe. And you're not making it very easy for yourself, are you? Because you haven't got a, even a, any lines down. Like any but it's more lines. interesting. I find yeah. it a bit boring <laughs> I've drawn yeah. it first. So. Well, you don't want to be painting by numbers, do you? No, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and plus, it's I, I want to sort of train myself to see more accurately like that rather than yeah. in outlines, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I also organise another urban sketching meetup. Um, I, did, I told you that, didn't I, that I went on Saturday? You did, but you didn't um, tell anyone else. No, I, I'm going to talk about it a bit more later, but one of my goals is really to improve my sketching from life. But uh, as I say, we'll discuss that a bit more when we get on with the show. 
Okay, well, let's do that. So today we are talking about the importance of going out specifically to sketch from life and how to plan a successful trip. And obviously not everyone can dedicate a whole day to sketching on a regular basis. It might be that you can only spare the lunch hours at work. But I think we're going to talk about snatching time to sketch in a future episode. Today we're going to focus on arranging a dedicated sketching day trip or maybe a half day trip. But I never realised just how important regular sketching from life is until I actually started doing it on a regular basis myself. You know, I mean, I've, I've drawn regularly for years, but mainly from photos, if I'm honest, because it's just so convenient, isn't it? But, uh, you know, I can honestly say that within the first few months of sketching regularly from life, the improvement I made in that short time was huge in comparison to how much I'd progressed in the years before. And I mean you know, in confidence, speed and style. And um, and you've, you've seen it happen, haven't you, Tara? <laughs> yeah, you much... definitely completely changed how you, how you approach things. Mm, I mean, although I could already draw, obviously, you know, sketching's, I think it's quite different. When I first started drawing years ago, I used to think that sketching was all about drawing accur- accurately, but really fast. But that's actually not what it's about at all. It's really just about catching a moment, catching the feel and energy of what's going on around you, you know, rather than aiming from a, for a high level of accuracy. So I think sketching from life is a completely different skill. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely about capturing the essence, isn't it? And, and sometimes you have to even accept that your work is going to look quite unfinished, especially if you're drawing people and they move away. You can't expect to have this completely beautiful sketchbook like you might expect if you were drawing from photos. And and that can be difficult, especially if you're worried that people might come behind you and start looking. And I would imagine that's one of the big reasons why people shy away from sketching in public, you know, for fear that people will actually come and look what they're doing. And, of course, you know, nobody really says... I've never had someone come up to me and say, oh, that's terrible. I mean, I was in the bar sketching on Saturday before the one person arrived that turned up (laughs) and um i was just sketching they've got these like deer head and i hate stuff like this but it was just something that you know was there you know like a taxidermy sort of deer head on the wall all right (laughs) um yeah i know but i thought i'll i'll try and draw that uh and the bar staff she came to me after a bit and she said uh when the other woman got there she said oh that was really good the drawing you're doing it wasn't but, <laughs> but you know she she didn't care she was being nice whether she really liked it or not I don't well, know also but she, as an on-sketcher she probably would you know felt feels that she couldn't do that even though yeah do you know what I mean yeah so, and it all depends on the level of your expectation yeah. as well doesn't it yeah and but before worrying about people seeing your sketches, the first thing you need to decide is, are you going to go out sketching on your own or are you going to go with friends or in a group? And personally, I much prefer sketching with someone else. And it works really well when you and I go, doesn't it, Sandra? Because we're yeah. sort of similar level for sketching. Yeah. And we're also able to laugh about it if it goes wrong, aren't we? You know, I also go sketching, like I mentioned before, with a partner who doesn't draw, which also works because to be honest he doesn't he doesn't even bother looking at the sketches not in a bad way but he's so used to seeing them it's like oh yeah she's doing another drawing it it really doesn't matter to him in that way um but I really wanted more people to draw with locally so as I mentioned a bit earlier I started trying to arrange sketching groups near where I live and I've actually enjoyed these even though not many people have come uh and there is he hasn't been any problem with Harrisonitis I think you know, it's all been fairly easygoing and fun. Um, I've probably been the one that sketched more out of all the people. So I guess from from that case, I've not looked at someone in awe, really. Um, and I'd actually quite like to go, I think, with people who are a few steps ahead of me so I can learn a bit from them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Could pick, pick up a few tips or something like that. But the only problem with organising a sketch meetup is that you can guarantee that less than half the people that say they're going to come are going to show up. Well, tell me how, first of all, you advertised it then. Well, originally, the first ones I put on our local village group. uh, And I think the first one, there was two people plus me. You mean on Facebook? Yeah, in our local village Facebook group. So I put it on there. Uh, And then the second one, I put on Meetup and in the village Facebook group. And and there was uh, three people. And me. 
<laughs> so, but the trouble is, like, for that one, there was eight people supposed to have turned up for that one. You, you didn't respond. And to the one on Saturday, there were supposed to be four people on Meetup that said definitely yeses. And then on Facebook, there were 19 people who said they were interested. And oh. one person came. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, but the 19 interested, that doesn't really say they come in. But the meetup, it's, meetup is absolutely terrible. It's good and it's terrible. As long as you prepare yourself that less than half people will turn up, you're okay. But even if you do what I did, which is email everybody the day before and you say, if you can't make it for any reason, please just change your RSVP to no, which is simple. They just go in and press a button. Or please text me and I give them my mobile number. No texts, oh, no changes. Really? So people just don't. No. Some people are really flaky. So, yeah. yeah, basically I went and there was um, quite a young woman. She was 29. She she came along. But luckily we got on quite well and we we did a bit of sketching in the bar and then we went out to, there's a really old um, library and museum quite yeah. near where I live and so we went and sat outside there and sketched and then we went in there and drew there was a statue like a just of a head so we went in there and drew that and had a quick look in the gallery so we had quite a good time but yeah if you're going to organize one what I would say is organize it somewhere you feel comfortable so when I organize this one probably the bar is not a good place to sit on your own unless you're happy in that environment which I'm not particularly so I'm organising another one on Saturday, but it's by the river on the way back from where my mum and dad live. So I'm going to see them. And on the way back, I'm going to come sit by the river and draw. So I don't care then. If I'm sitting there on my own, that's fine. You, you know, I feel quite comfortable sitting by the river drawing. But if somebody else does show up, that's good as well. Well, yeah, so, I was going to say the worst that can happen is that, you, you, you know, no one shows up. But actually, does it really matter? Not really. No, it doesn't. And I think that's why pick somewhere that you feel totally comfortable if you were sitting on your own drawing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're going to go out sketching alone, you do need to be a bit sensible about it. I mean... Yeah, but but where I'm going, the river, it, there'll be loads of people there. Yeah. There's picnic tables yeah. and, and stuff <clears throat> like that. But what I mean is, don't organise, like I did, to meet up in, in a bar no. If you don't no. feel comfortable sitting in the bar on your own. No, I mean, it's that, a big bar. Yeah. It's not a, you know, not like a, it's quite a casual kind of bar. But I don't feel particularly comfortable sitting somewhere like that. Whereas no. sitting somewhere outside. Yeah. Much more. Yeah, you need to go where other people are around and you've got lots of things. I mean, like I say, you, you, you've got to be a bit careful when you're on your own. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be a good idea to go sketching in, um, I don't know the hood <laughs> <laughs> wherever you, the, you, you know where, the hood do you Sandra? I, was say, I don't actually know, know where the hood is i don't even know really what the hood is but you hear about it don't you dodgy areas <laughs> i assume is it a bad area i don't know so so don't go sketching in the hood yeah <laughs> when you're on your own or anywhere or, you might get murdered yeah anywhere almost, you're, like, you're like yeah like yeah anywhere you're likely to get shot <laughs> or or attacked by a bear or something. Well, maybe. you nearly got murdered, apparently, according to you, didn't you? Which you oh, talked about yeah. in one of our previous episodes. Yeah, twice I yeah, nearly got twice, murdered. Twice, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to listen back to yeah, because I can't even remember what I can't remember what episode that was. But yeah, yeah, was it general art tips? Maybe I might, don't know. might be. Um, yeah. So so choose a place at least where you're going to be safe, or otherwise, you know, at least tell someone where you're going. You know, what time you expect to be back and take a phone with you so that at least if you are going to get murdered, you can let someone know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm much more confident about sketching alone in a public place than I used to be. I mean, you won't believe this, Tara, but the other day... Yeah. I um, I actually whipped my sketchbook out while I was oh, waiting. I thought you could say actually whipped someone in public. <laughs> I actually whipped my sketchbook out while I was waiting in Costa Coffee. Yeah. And um, there was a time that I would never have done that. I just wouldn't have done that. Um, but now, you know, I'd be quite happy to sketch in a group, definitely. But my preference, I think, has always been to sketch with someone who I'm comfortable with, just one person, because I just think it's 
I think it's more fun than being on your own. Definitely less intimidating than maybe being in a group of strangers, maybe. But, you know, that's just what works best for me. And, you know, if you feel the same, then ideally it's good to go with someone, like Tara said, who's on a similar level um, as you and or maybe one or two steps ahead. As, you know, and, and people that perhaps enjoy sketching similar things as well I mean it's no good is it if one of you likes sketching nature and the other person loves drawing I don't know busy street scenes so you you should bear that in mind also when you're choosing who to go with and um you know I think that's where we're quite good at we both love drawing people don't we yeah I think the only problem is obviously it's finding that person isn't it to draw with and and I would even though I've just said about me that you've got to expect that you're gonna get less than half turn up in some ways that's good because if i'd have gone and 19 people from facebook who'd who put interested plus four people who were supposed to turn up for me if i'd gone there and there'd been 23 people plus me i'd have been <laughs> oh my god yeah what do i do with these people yeah. and yeah. so probably ideally what what happened is the best thing where you got where i got like one person turn up yeah. or three people turn up it's just it's got to be the right person hasn't it well yeah i mean i was saying i know i said about it's ideally you want to be able to say you want to kind of like sketching similar things but on the other hand when we went sketching i know that you because i don't particularly like drawing buildings i never have but you kind of wanted to sketch buildings didn't you so i took you to level i can't remember what level it was at tate modern yeah because out it's got that, yeah, it's got a huge postcard glass wall and across the Thames, and you just see all these buildings. And because you wanted to um, sketch buildings, I thought well, you said to me, "Well, no, you've got to draw a building as well." So I did, and actually, that's quite good because you know it made me do something I wouldn't normally. So in in some ways, it's good to find somewhere where there's different things to sketch, but go somewhere with people that are willing to maybe. I don't know which encourage who encourage you to perhaps try something new as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and actually, I think one of my favourite sketches of yours is when we were sitting by London Bridge on those benches, and you drew uh, a streetlight and a bridge, didn't you, across the river? Yeah, I love those old-fashioned lampposts you get in London along the embankment. They're they're lovely. So I, I really wanted to draw one of those, but I'd never normally, you know do that i did the bridge in the background didn't i and there's some of sort yeah. of buildings and it's not the sort of thing i normally sketch at all but i really enjoyed it actually yeah that was my... your favorite one wasn't it yeah one of my favorite sketches you did yeah yeah definitely even though the bridge well no the bridge looked great it's just you you weren't <laughs> used to not putting detail in that that was all it was but yeah. the overall effect is really good yeah yeah i don't think you've shown anyone that have you probably not no. <laughs> put it on facebook <laughs> Anyway, once you've figured out whether you're going to go alone or with other people, you need to decide where you're going to go. So if you can dedicate a whole day to going out sketching regularly, that's great. But if you're planning not to go too far away, then even an hour or two, it's still worth doing to get some practice. Just put the date in your calendar in advance so nothing else gets in the way. Or, like I said, arrange something with other people. So basically, you've got to turn up then. There's no getting out of it. And obviously, the time of year will make a difference to where you go and what you need to take. So if you're planning a trip in midwinter, sketching on the beach is probably not a good option, unless, of course, you're in a hot country. Because like I was talking about coming to Brighton, weren't I? Was, weren't I? Wasn't <laughs> I? <laughs> and you said, um, there's not much point in winter, because basically we'll freeze our asses off, won't we? And I should, I should think there'd be many people about either. So choose a place that suits the time of year and then decide what you're going to take. So you want to decide what sort of stuff to carry your or your art kit in. And the first time I went, I took a shoulder bag. I think even the second time I went, I took a shoulder bag that I could kind of loop over my other shoulder and it really wasn't very comfortable. So a much better idea, and it's what you did even the first time, is a water-resistant rucksack because then your hands are free. The only thing I don't like about a rucksack, and I don't know about you, Sandra, is that I don't like putting money in a rucksack no because you because it's behind you isn't it yeah and i've been looking for one that you, and i have seen a few where you've got a pocket where your back is so it kind of 
puts it in, but I haven't found it. So what I did anyway, we went to Brighton is I just took a bum bag, which is not overly trendy, but but it worked. <laughs> and you know what the Americans call a bum yeah, bag, just in case pack. any American they call it a fanny pack, which is hilarious because that really sounds rude over here, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Australians calling um flip flops a thongs. That always yeah. makes me laugh as well. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the first time we went sketching, I also unpacked and packed my bag at least six times. I think you did as well, didn't you? Yeah, because you were texting me saying, how many times so far have you packed and unpacked? I've done it loads. Because <laughs> I was like getting different bags. We had like so many bags in the loft and I was getting out a bag and then I'd get a load of stuff and I'd put it in it and I'd think, oh no, it's too much stuff, but now my bag's too big. So then I'd get another of the bags put a lighter line and I think no but I need that and it was absolutely ridiculous the amount of stuff I was originally going to take so we we're going to take video cameras and everything weren't we as well well yeah we were gonna, we were going to take video cameras and um I was going to say easels then I don't mean you know I meant tripods <laughs> tripod. yes. Can you imagine an yeah. easel pulling an yeah. easel out <laughs> tripods and then it got to the point where we we're like actually we we just need to if we're going to do any videoing we just use our phones yeah, it's just way too heavy. You do yeah. not want to end up with something that's incredibly heavy to carry around all day because you're soon going to get pretty fed up with that. So travel pretty light and don't put too much in your bag. Yeah, I mean, in the past, when I've decided to go out sketching, I've taken way too much. This is before we started going out on our sketching days. And the problem with that is that, you know, I had so much decision making to do before I even started sketching. So, you know, I'd open my bag and I'd literally taken everything I thought I might need. So my bag was, you know, really bulky and heavy. And I spent loads of time try- just trying to find things and decide what I was going to use. And because of all that, I think it actually stopped me from sketching at all. You know, I just made it way too complicated for myself. So the first time we went out sketching Tara, I was so worried about taking too much as well because we were going to London for the day as well. I didn't want to take too much. Um I actually did the complete opposite and took, you know, the bare minimum, which was basically one mixed media sketchbook and a biro pen. Which, <laughs> so you yeah, had the first time. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And and that basically worked well in, in the way that it took all of the decision making away. I could just get on with using what I had because that's basically what the only thing I had. And that's great if you if you're wanting to carry something with you all the time you know that's that's fine but maybe for a dedicated sketching trip I limited myself too much I think and I actually wished I'd taken a bit more um so I'd kind of gone from one extreme to the other but it was fine because you you had a few bits and I was using your bits wasn't I <laughs> yeah I gave you my chunky marker um, and you had to go with my brush pen thanks which I'm now, I've now convinced you a brush pen is good <laughs> yeah, you have. I'm yeah. sorry but I I have failed to find the um appeal of a chunky marker though <laughs> yeah i'll give you the brush pen but yeah, yeah i will convince you yet um and also i think one thing to consider is pack according to what you want to achieve so if you're going out with the intention that you want to maybe draw buildings well then maybe you know an ink or fine line pen is the best thing but then again if you want to create something with color Obviously, you need some method of putting colour down, whether that's, you know, brush pens or watercolours, whatever it is. So, for example, next time when we go, I want to use colour and try some cartoony kind of exaggerated people and maybe some buildings as well. So I need to pack accordingly. So I'll probably take some brush pens and maybe uh, a small set of watercolours, something like that. You know what's going to happen, don't you? What? You're going to it's going to say... rain, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it won't rain. Think positively, it won't rain. No, you're going to say, I want to sketch a building. And then you're going to do what you always do. You're going to sketch a building and say, I don't like sketching buildings. <laughs> I want to sketch people. <laughs> I probably will, yeah. Probably you always right. say that. I know. But I get, I get a bit bored with windows. I start I a building and I have this really good, like, um, oh, this is going to be so much fun, this is so much fun. And then after I've done two windows, like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah, but I like sketches where the windows are just so, um, I don't know, minimal. They're like almost like just a couple of lines to indicate them. I know, but they've still that? got to be there, haven't well, they? yeah, but they don't well, have to be square. <laughs> no. Well, they don't have to be there and be square. <laughs> 
when I go on Saturday by the river, there's this um, really old factory type building i think it's disused now so it's got some smash windows and stuff but it's lovely mm. it's like this brick building but it's got so many windows and i'm thinking i'm gonna have a go at that but i don't know how long that will last well i did take you to parliament didn't i and you were yeah, you impressed. did no. <laughs> but on our on our last sketching trip that we went on um i was really happy with my kit actually and i think i'm gonna probably end up taking the same thing again next time so i took um Basically, I took a mixed media sketchbook because mixed media is good for anything. So that's the obvious choice. I would advise definitely not to take anything too precious because you don't want to have that worry of, you know, spoiling the pages in your gorgeous sketchbook. Mine is basically a seven by ten Canson mixed media um, sketchbook. And I find that a perfect all rounder, really. I like that. I like the size and I like the paper. Um I also took a pencil case with three pens inside. So I took a waterproof fine liner. I took a brush pen, which is fantastic for getting that variety of lines. And my favourite, which is a water-soluble Lamy Safari fountain pen. And if you're working on toned paper, you might also want to take a white pen of some kind. But I wasn't, so I didn't bother with that. And um, I also took a little travel brush and a really small bottle of water and a little tiny plastic pot with a lid. Tara, I know you prefer, don't you, to use those water brushes, don't you? You know, the ones... Yeah, the... I love those, the reservoir ones. Yeah, they kind of hold the water in the handle, and they are really useful, but I kind of just prefer the feel of a real brush. The, the nylon brushes I'm not so keen on. Um, I also took a set of 12 water-soluble coloured brush pens, and just in case I wanted to add any colour. And, you know, you could take watercolours or water-soluble pencils if you'd rather, but if you do do that, then keep the colours to a minimum. Just keep it travel-sized. Um, and another thing you'll find handy, I think, is a few sheets of kitchen roll. You um, didn't take any of that, did you? No, you did, and we used it, yeah. we used it <laughs> as cushions, didn't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to clarify, in my actual sketching kit, all I had was one sketchbook, one pencil case containing three pens and a small brush, 12 coloured brush pens, a small bottle of water and a very small pot and some kitchen roll. So my bag was really nice and light and there was plenty of choice in there, but not too much. And there was still plenty of room for other bits in the bag, you know, like my purse or whatever else I needed to carry. Yeah, and we did upgrade the second time. Well, when we went to um, Brighton, we upgraded from kitchen roll to sit on and we got some, like, camping. Well, I don't know what they are, really. I got us some camping foamy things, didn't I? Well, they're like, yeah, they're like little square portable cushions and they're really, yeah. they're comfortable, but they're about, I don't know, a centimetre thick and they they fold up, don't they, into like a really small size. Well, they're yeah, brilliant. and I, I got got the idea from lynn chapman's book she's got a book about urban sketching people and she suggests those that she used to use and they would cost a grand total of about 80 pence i think on amazon if you and and they're waterproof as well aren't they so you don't it doesn't they're not going to absorb water from what you're sitting on either well i don't know because you kept on sticking yours in those silly plastic bags didn't you you had a zip-up zip-up polythene bag that that then you couldn't sit on it because you just move (laughs) I was so pleased with my new cushion that you kindly bought for me as a present. And I had with me to sit on um, a big freezer bag. And I thought, <laughs> I want to keep my cushion. This is typical of me. I want to keep my cushion all lovely and clean. So I put it in my freezer bag, um, which is just plastic. And then we were trying to sit on a wall in Brighton, weren't we, to sketch yeah. the beach. And I kept sliding off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the trouble of being a bit OCD. That's the, tr- that's yeah. the problem. I mean... Sandra was very kind and also did buy me a freezer bag. I did. But, yeah. I did. So she wasn't being selfish. There was one each, <laughs> but I just didn't bother with mine. So, but there are also other options, even if you want to upgrade from an eighty pence camping cushion. Um, I've been. I get. I'm a little bit OCD with buying weird things. So if I get onto this thing about, oh, what would be a good sketching stool? I've now got that many sketching stools. It's ridiculous. So, you well, just so get... you know, just so you know, I haven't got any. Oh, okay. Just, just telling you, I've got none. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you the heavy one then. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
So there are lots of different ones you can get from. I've got a sketching stool that I got for £4, and that was from Hobbycraft. So if you're in the UK, go in Hobbycraft, four quid, this little sort of campingy type stool. The only thing I don't like about it is it's too, it's quite big. So it's quite long, it's very light. Can you fit uh, it in a rucksack? No, you can't fit uh, it in a rucksack. But right. I have got one now that you can fit in a rucksack and it's really, really light. You, I could even fit it in a shoulder bag that I've got. Oh, wow. um, I haven't actually used it outside yet. I've just got them already. <laughs> so it's got like, um, it's kind of metal, but then it's got elastic in the legs. So you kind of do this weird twisting motion that you have to Google on YouTube because it's impossible uh, <laughs> to get it to come out and back again. Okay, so once you've done it once, yeah. is it easy? It's easier. Okay. Yeah. So I think you might need a few goes just to learn so what, how to do what it. What make is it then? Um, and how much? Oh, she's it, gone. I'm, I'm, oh, no, I'm here. <laughs> I'm just reaching down to get my stool. It's called a Leafy. I don't know how you say this. Lesfit or Leafy? Oh, Leafy. Oh, I think Leafy sounds better. I do. I'm, we're going to do a Les little demo. Fit sounds weird. Yeah. Leafy, is it French? Is it F I T? Yeah. Okay. Right. But I'm going to do, well, we're going to do between us, aren't we? A little video on these stools. So. Yeah. Yeah. And how, and how much worry. was it? Do you remember? Oh, God. It was, was, it, was it four quid or was it more? No, this was more. This was somewhere between, I can't remember if it was 10 or 13 pounds. So still relatively budget. Yeah. If you're, a, if you're a regular outdoor sketcher, it's great. Yeah. And then there are other options because I've looked into them all. Um, so you can also get these rucksack type bags that are actually, I think, for fishermen, but you've got a rucksack with a bag in, but it converts into a chair or a stool, which is really quite clever. But I wouldn't really use one though. Say, going around London is a bit of a no no because it's just, it'll just be too heavy. But if you're going out for maybe a couple of hours and you're just going somewhere where you've not got to walk too much, you're more or less, you know, in one sort of area, then it might be the the ideal thing especially if you're in sort of by a river or something like that could be ideal so the only other, the only other thing i'd suggest is you might want to take some baby wipes or something with you just if you're using ink or paint or something like that just so you can wipe your hands off so other things to consider is the changing weather like tara said if you can wear really light layers and just take a light rain jacket if you need to preferably one that you can just roll up and fit in your bag and of course if it's hot you might obviously want to wear some sun cream and i'll take a sun hat and if you're sketching in the sun um you've got to remember that light that bounces off a white page it can be really fierce so don't forget sunglasses like i did on a brilliantly hot day in brighton and finally i can't stress this enough but wear really comfy shoes if you're going to be wearing them all day and walking a lot tara you and i just wore jeans a t-shirt and trainers didn't we yeah because comfort had to be a priority and then we just had like a long sleeved um light jacket in our rucksacks didn't we just in case we needed them yeah but we did pull it off though didn't we we're quite cool anyway (laughs) (laughs) we did yeah we we were the cool dudes in town (laughs) in an ideal world stick to simple sketch kit for a simple place but if you're planning to be really adventurous then obviously you know you might need some extras depending on where you're going maybe insect repellent a rape alarm <laughs> something to scare off any dangerous wildlife <laughs> but I don't know where you're sketching <laughs> preferably avoid areas that are likely to have dangerous animals around come to the uk we don't have any over here no yeah well, take your squirrel so. whistle with you or something <laughs> yeah. can't you yeah. if you're going somewhere without any shops you might also want to take food and drink and and once you've packed for your sketching trip, you know, the first time, you'll have much more of an idea next time. So you can make a list. So I've, I've got a holiday list. Have you, do, do you do that? I should, but tick no. List? No. Oh. See, here's, who's the OCD one now? So, I'm, yeah, I'm you can make yourself a list even. I think one of the ideal things is once you get back from the trip, write down immediately then oh you know what you shouldn't have took what you should have took make yourself a list straight off yeah because i've got a list now in my rucksack of all the things i need to take have you yeah from from our last last trip and that's exactly what i did because now for our next trip then you know i just need i know exactly what i want to take yeah that's a good idea 
So if you have enough art materials, you could also have a sketching bag packed ready with some of the stuff you need. And then you're all ready to go. And all you need to add is like water, money, phone and sun lotion. I mean, I've actually got a pencil case now that I do keep more or less the stuff that I take sketching with me. Yeah. So I can just like throw that in a bag. So you don't even need to hold back. You could just have a pencil case with, you know, your basic kit and always chuck a few extra bits in. Uh, and that you want, of course, that rucksack that we mentioned before that's got enough space in it that you can kind of put a few extra bits in it without feeling like you're carrying an absolute ton of stuff. So now you know where you're going and what you're going to take, you can start planning the actual day. And this is the most important part, just to make sure you get the most you can out of your sketching day. Yeah, first of all, you want to think about the things you most like to sketch before deciding where to go. And once you've decided, do your research to find out the best places to go in the area. And I found a brilliant app called GPS My City to plan the best route for us in Brighton. And it's so cool. You t- What you do is you type in the name of the place you're going to, so Brighton or wherever. Then it brings up all the best places in the area to visit. And then you just click on the ones that appeal to you the most. I think there's something like a limit of 12, I don't know. But then you type in the postcode of your starting point and then it will plan the best possible route for you to take that passes all of those places, which was really, really good because, you know, you could spend hours zigzagging around not knowing quite which is the nearest thing, couldn't you? But this actually means that you're always on the way to the next place. I thought so so really what's that good. called again? Rhyme it's, called, called? it's called GPS My City and right. it was free when I downloaded it and I, I thought it was brilliant. If you're looking to go somewhere you've never been before or it's a little bit further afield, have a look at the Rome to Rio app. Now, this is really clever because it will tell you all the different ways you can get to a place. So say, for example, I was coming to Brighton again, I could put in where I live, where you are, and it will tell me, Um, I could get there by certain trains. It might tell me I could get there by buses, which way by car. It gives you so many different options. So that's definitely one to look at. And then there's also Find My Friend app. Now, this isn't if you're feeling a bit lonely. It's not like a tin. It's not a Tinder for friends. Find me a friend. (laughs) Yeah. Although we could do it. We find me a sketch friend. We could do with an app. Wouldn't that be good? I think that's our future kicking the creatives thing. Um, But this app lets you locate a friend if you both have the app. So I think it works on some sort of GPS thing. So it's really useful if you're meeting someone somewhere busy or have trouble finding each other. And it would have helped us. um, When we were in London, weren't we? I came to try and find you in the station. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, and the first time when I was giving you really bad directions when I (laughs) I got to a spot in London and I thought I was somewhere else to where I actually was. And you were trying to find me in the cafe and it would have been really useful for that. Yeah, because I ended up walking about a mile in the opposite direction to where you were. Turns out you were pretty much about, I don't know, 100 yards from the station and I was miles away. (laughs) So that's really useful if you, if you know, if you do need something like that. And then also getting deals on travel. If you book early and specific times, you can get travel so much cheaper. For example, when I went to Brighton, I think the train ticket for return cost me something like, I can't remember if it was 32 or 35 pounds. But if you got a, a normal ticket just for sort of any time, it was at least double that. So definitely worth saving like that. And for hotel deals, if you're going to stay over like I did in Brighton, look at places like Groupon, all these voucher sites, or use Tesco vouchers if you're in the UK. I used our Tesco vouchers and it ended up costing me about £10, I think, in tax. And that was it. So so basically the whole trip, I think actually the train tickets were using a voucher as well. So the whole trip cost me a tenner plus, plus drinks, plus free water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the first time that you and I went sketching together in London, we hadn't really planned in advance what we were going to sketch or where we wanted to go. <clears throat> so... We spent a lot of time, didn't we, walking around in circles, kind of uncertain of where to go. So we ended up in the same place quite a few times, didn't we? We sort of ended up in the v- V&A Museum yeah. and passing the ice rink. <laughs> and we, we were kind of walking around in circles, but we just hadn't really planned. We, we knew we were going to London to do sketching, but we hadn't sort of thought of the best route and the, we hadn't looked up the best places to sketch, hadn't really done much planning at all, really. Um, 
so we ended up, like I say, in the same place quite a few times. And although it was still a really good day, I don't think we necessarily got the best out of that day because we hadn't done any planning. But we learnt from that trip and the ones we've done since have been so much more productive and so much better organised. I mean, we've sketched in London a few times because aside from the fact that there's so much to sketch in London, you know, it's, it's kind of in between the two of us, isn't it? So that yeah. seems to work quite well. And also if the weather turns, you know, there are really interesting indoor places to sketch like museums and libraries. But one thing to consider as well, though, is if you are going somewhere like when we went to Brighton, for example, it was a long trip for me because it took me over three hours on the train. But once I got there and met up with you, it, we probably got actually much more done because although it was that long travel, there was then no travelling in between. It was just all in one place, wasn't it? So think about even though you might have to travel a bit further, if it's a compact area where everything's there that you want, it might actually have been a better place to go in the end. Um, and some good places to sketch are places like beaches and parks, museums and cafes. It all depends what you enjoy drawing and what you want to practice. Um, like you said before, the, the Tate was great for buildings. Yeah, it was. I mean, if you if you came to Brighton in the winter, obviously, then that would be more tricky because I think it's more of an outdoorsy place to sketch, isn't it? Less yeah. places I know of that you can sort of go indoors. And, and you don't want to be spending you know loads of money because you're constantly having to sketch in cafes you want to go to play you want to find places that you could go in for free don't you like you say museums is great um and obviously take modern and all these different places all these galleries and there's so much of that in london it's it was fabulous Another thing to bear in mind, make sure you think about where the toilets are in the area. Don't wait until you're crossing your legs. So go when you get the opportunity because, you know, that's one thing I think it would be easy to forget, wouldn't it? I think um, you sound like my mother. <laughs> make sure you know where the toilet is. <laughs> and on that note, I would also suggest leaving off any alcohol until towards the end of the day because... You know, if you start having a drink, you know, at 12 o'clock <laughs> or beer o'clock, as my husband calls it, <laughs> on a Sunday, but but it could sort of make you feel a bit tired and less light sketching. Um, I think we, we usually end our day trips, don't we, with a little drinky, but that's when we've already done a lot of sketching. Yeah, I mean, we did that in Covent Garden, didn't we, at the end? We had... Um... Well, you had two drinks, I only had one, because obviously I was making sure I didn't drink too much alcohol. Um, <laughs> well, what was interesting about that, though, and it occurred to me the other, when I was talking about it the other day, that I was looking through those sketches in London, um, and that particular sketch is almost completely different style than any of the others I've done. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe maybe that was me having a drink yeah. done that. Mm. Could be, couldn't it? So what will happen on your sketching trip? So be prepared that your first sketches might be bad. Just call them warm-ups. We called them warm-ups quite a lot of the day, didn't we? Yeah, we were warming up almost all day. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, at the beginning you're just loosening up and getting in that mood and you're starting to become more comfortable with the idea of being outside if you're not used to it, being outside and sitting amongst people, really. Mm. If you're travelling, you might want to get some of the bad sketches out of the way on, on route, on the train or the bus. Now, I didn't do that on the train. I know you did, didn't you, on, on the on way down first the first trip. time? Yeah. But on, I actually did on, some on our, the way back. On our second trip, courtesy of you, um, I was first class on the train. And um, there was no one in the cabin apart from me, so I didn't have anything to sketch. <laughs> so that was my fault then. Yeah, it's all your because fault. Because of the vouchers. Yeah. 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 Like, but I did get back. a lovely doily on my chair. I did, yeah. You should have kept that, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. So you can also expect that people might come over and they might want to look at what you're doing. And it won't always happen and you won't always like it when it does but with confidence eventually it won't bother you at all tara we've had quite a lot haven't we um i think at one point in brighton we were kind of surrounded by a group of women who were wanting yeah. to see what we were doing but you know everyone was just saying really lovely things it was really nice um i think there was a time when we would probably have died when that happened <laughs> like thrown ourselves on top of our sketchbooks but kind of doesn't bother me anymore but you know if you're that bothered about it there are a few things you can do to avoid it um, one good trick is to wear headphones you don't have to be actually listening to anything 
you know, just wearing them should be enough. Because if you think about it, if someone's wearing headphones, you're far less likely to approach them, aren't you? And even if they do approach, you can kind of get away with pretending not to notice without sort of feeling really rude. Yeah, I was actually wondering when to do that down the river, actually, on Saturday. In case nobody turns up, just stick some headphones on. Yeah, but what if somebody does turn up? I know, that's know. a slightly awkward you're, thing, isn't You're it? not aware. As yeah, I said, not noise-cancelling headphones yeah. and you have nothing actually playing, you should still be able to hear, shouldn't you? Well, then I can just check, check them out, see if they look like they're a nutter or all right. <laughs> Leave them on if they look dodgy. If they're carrying an axe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> so you can also choose quieter places where there aren't too many people around. So on a recent sketch meetup, we went, like I said earlier, on Saturday, went outside a local museum and there was a few people that walked past, but to be honest, they didn't even bother us. I don't even think they gave us a second look. They just didn't care. No. Um, you could also go inside a library or museum. It's a good idea that you can draw people without them noticing as well because they might have heads in the books or, or really intently watching what they're doing. And sometimes museums and galleries have statues, which are great because they don't move. If you're in a sketching group or with a friend, you can always sketch each other too. Yeah, you sketched me, didn't you, a couple of times? Yeah. Um, I sketched you and it was yeah, horrific. Yeah, very flattering. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, those places are really good. And uh, I fancy sketching in a big library. And I'm thinking maybe when we go to London next, we can go to, there's a, there's a, um, a really famous library, isn't there? Maybe we can go in there. The British Library. <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, I was thinking perhaps we could have, you know, look. I'm presuming it's really old-fashioned as well, an oldie-worldie. I've never wrong. been in. No, that, no, I haven't, and I'd really, I quite fancy that idea. And in museums, like you say, people are often focused on something else, but some of them, we found, didn't we, especially in the V&A Museum, loads of people were actually sketching. So we were just like one of so many that nobody took any notice, so that was yeah. good. Um, there can be minor frustrations as well when you're sketching um, from life outdoors. People getting the, in the way of what you're trying to sketch or changing position at the worst moment. But I suppose that's all part of the challenge. I know that um, a few years ago I went to a place quite local to me. It's called Michelin Priory. And I went in there and decided to do a day sketching. And um, I was intently sketching this archway with this kind of... Uh, it was like a still life almost it wasn't a still life but it was kind of something on the table that just was begging to be drawn to be drawn you know I really wanted to sit down and, and sketch it and it was it seemed to be so obvious what I was doing I was sitting on this chair looking at this table sketching and all of a sudden this group of people just came and stood right in front of it and decided to talk about all sorts of stuff and and stand there for about 20 minutes and I was halfway through my sketch so I was Aww. kind of like well, come on. But anyway, you know, that sort of thing can be frustrating. I remember um, remember in Brighton as well. Was it Brighton or London? There was a guy and, you know, I, I was drawing sunglasses and the second I started drawing sunglasses, he took them off. And then I started drawing his hand and the second I started drawing his hand, he put it in his pocket. <laughs> that kind of thing is a real challenge, but it's kind of almost part of the fun now, you know. Um, but I think the worst possible thing that could happen on a trip out that someone notices you and says oh that's not very good but first of all that is highly unlikely I mean you're far more likely to find that people are really impressed and and you know they love what you're doing but whatever anyone says you're never going to see that person again anyway so it really doesn't matter but even if you do meet that one person who could bring themselves to say something like that well you're not out to impress anyone anyway you are just out to practice your skill maybe to experiment and not every sketch is going to be a success for any level of artist and the other thing of course is that you might come back with a string of sketches you really don't like but even then you know that's an armload of practice and besides sometimes this is what we found isn't it Tara that's, that you can look at your sketches and you can think oh I don't like that one don't like that one mm, that one's not too bad don't like that one and then the following day you open your sketchbook and you think oh actually I really do like that you know you find that as well with yours don't you yeah but I also find it the other way so sometimes I like I don't like ones that I liked when I was out and then I like other ones if that makes sense yeah so you can't judge it instantly you kind of almost need to look at it again with fresh eyes on a different day yeah as I said at the beginning, the improvement is huge once you just start doing it. So 
You know, you've just got to make that happen. So when you get back from that first trip, just make sure you book another one. And we've booked another one, haven't we, Tara? Yeah, we're going near the end of December, aren't we? Of December, September. I'll just say, hopefully I'm not going on my own in September. (laughs) So now, should we read out the answers to our previous question? Yeah. And the question was, what's most important to you, the creative process or the outcome? And I've got John Munro, and he says, I love the creative process. Every time I submit something and I get critique, comment, feedback or observation, it's a bonus. When I was a younger, I wrote for fun, but was conscious not to offend. Now I'm older, I'm slightly less concerned. And I've got Michelle Thoreen. Is that how you pronounce that? Thoreen? Not sure. Thoreen? The creative process is why I show up to my art. It's that engagement of being present and taking the journey of discovery. Planning a piece and not knowing where it'll end up. Whether I consider it good or not i learn something each time and sometimes i amaze myself with what comes together in the end i've got stacy lynn stewart and she says the process sometimes my feelings come out in my art and other times my art helps me shape my feelings either way creating from the heart is always satisfying no matter the outcome And I've got Becky Smith. The process. My outcomes are usually mediocre, but the process of creation, development of ideas, the trial and error, the studies of aspects and parts do wonderful things for my mind and my soul and make me happy and joyful, even if the end piece isn't great. I have discovered that I enjoy writing, poetry, art and creativity in general, and it's mind-blowing. And I've got Cheryl Martin, and she says, the creative process, and that my poetry spreads happiness and blessing when someone is touched by our words. Angela Murphy says, the creative process. I can just lose myself in what I'm doing. Love seeing the end product, usually. But once I'm done, I'm done. On to the next thing. I feel unfinished work has a hold on me, and when it's completed, I can let it go. Oh, I I really relate to that. I've got Mia Berglund, And she says, I wish I could say creative process, but unfortunately, I'm way too result orientated. I have to feel that I will be happy with the result to be able to enjoy the process. I've got Joanna Brown. It varies. If I'm writing, I find the process hard and I just like getting it done. If it's drawing or painting, I can get completely blissfully lost in the process, though it's still nice if the result turns out well. I've got Mumsy Savo, and she says the creative process. However long and infuriating, when the outcome is what I hope for, I know I've stepped forward. I've got Patty Kelly Fuller. Art has always been a place for me to relax and to consider what I'd like to do without rules or guidelines, without all the normal ways that I structure my life and things I need to complete in a day. It frees my heart and my soul and allows me to live in the moment and the next. It allows me to experiment and to try things to redo or change what I'm doing as it suits me. It is a place that feeds my energy. Often it's that quiet place where it's just me and my art and I don't have to be mindful of others around me. It's my daily getaway and it's that time I need in my life to renew and refresh. And sometimes it's my refuge when I find that everything and everyone in the world must go away until I can find my balance again. And I don't mean that in a serious concerning way. I mean, it's my daily break from the world in a healthy way to nourish and refresh myself. It's all mine and it's something I don't have to share with anyone else or be directed by anyone else about how to do it. I'm free to be myself, to play and to discover. And I've got Carrie Brummy Hannah. Brummy? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Carrie. I've got (laughs) Carrie Brummer. I can't say it now. (laughs) Carrie Brummer Hannah. And she says, for most of my life, it was always about the end product because I've been so achievement driven. It wasn't till I started this new work I'm doing that I started to realise how much of my work is now about celebrating and enjoying the journey. And I've got Rebecca Reynolds. I'm such a completer slash finisher in life. I struggle to enjoy the process. I want to get to the end product, but I'm trying to learn to enjoy the process and I understand that I need to working on it. I've got Pamela Conley and she says, for me, the process has become crucial. At first it was intimidating, but it's changed as I've got better. It's the time I have both to relax and become so focused on what I'm doing that everything else falls away. And by the process, I learn to see in a more nuanced way. 
Slight shifts in tone, shading, lights and shadows come alive. And in the process, so do I. I've got Bradley Bergen. For me, the end result. I will admit, though, that during the process, I can get excited when I discover something new in a media or process. So both in a way. I've got Kirsty Close and she says the process. It's about the journey, not the destination, as they say. I don't have much skill in the art department, but I love coming up with ideas, having checked the prompts for each day. I'm not fussed if it doesn't come out perfectly, as long as I'm bringing a concept out of my head, especially if it be one that I'd struggle to articulate with words. And I've got made of sea and stars. I think for me, it may depend on what my end goal is and sort of finding time for them both. If I have a submission or a commission, I feel more pressure for the outcome to be great. If it is time I take a loan in art journaling or pieces for myself, the process itself feels better and more important. They each have their time under my sun, but they also play off each other. When I enjoy the process and allow it to just be, I tend to be okay with the outcome no matter what. And if I've had a difficult time during the process, I learn and next time can be more enjoyable. And I've got another Instagram name, which is Art Exploration. And she says, the creative process is more important to me. I like to see progress in my art, but I've not allowed myself to get too caught up in the outcome. I am an amateur and I feel I am learning. So before I get on to the next question, I just want to mention a podcast we have coming up called Ask Us Anything. (laughs) So it's your chance to ask myself or Tara anything you like and we will do our best to answer. It can be serious or it can be funny. We love a funny one and we will answer within reason (laughs) if we can. And you can find that question up on the Facebook group. Um, So you can pop in there and write on the comments. Now, we haven't looked at any comments, so we have no idea how many there are. It would be funny if we opened it up and nobody... Yeah. (laughs) There was none. (laughs) Nobody has it. It'd be the shortest episode, episode, yeah. Um, But we we don't quite know when we're going to record that yet, but we're not going to um, open the comments in probably till the day before, so be really interesting to see what comes up yeah i was gonna say if someone else who's not in the group wants to send us a question they can email us and it's howdy obviously because we're cowboys (laughs) (laughs) howdy at kickinthecreatives.com so um today's question is if you could go urban sketching anywhere where would it be and why so if you could go urban sketching anywhere where would it be and why Okay, you know what's coming next, don't you, Sandra? Well, you're going to ask me. I yeah. normally ask you. I know. Oh, on, no, you beat me to it. Um, do you know what I fancy? I fancy yeah. going to... Um, I would have said Paris because they've got lots of lovely things in Paris, but I, I think I'm going to say Amsterdam because of all the bikes and all the... Um, They've got some really quirky things there. They've got boats, bikes, canals, railings, buildings, people bistros cafes you name it they've got it and we were talking about this weren't we Tara that maybe at some point the two of us could go to Amsterdam on um, a little sketching weekend maybe even um, track Kusha Kona down and and uh, stalk her <laughs> fight her to come sketch with us god Kusha will be scared now poor woman <laughs> but no I think I think if I as that's literally just been um I wasn't really thinking about what answer I'd say. I think that's what I would say at the moment. What about you? Well, that's what I was going to say because you suggested it the other day and I thought, oh, that sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea and I think there's a bit of everything there. But you know what? I'm not going to smoke any hash cakes. Smoke any hash cakes. <laughs> well, Eat have, any hash cakes. You'd have a job smoking a hash cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing any of that. No, can you imagine? that? Can you imagine what our sketching would be like? God, that would yeah. that would actually be quite interesting. Maybe yeah. we should experiment or not. I, I, <laughs> I stop. I stop at a prosecco or a cider. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It could could be catastrophic results. Yeah, and so, also the worst result would be if if we did that and then our sketching was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> then the only way is down, isn't it? So yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. As always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creators or let us know in the Facebook group. Which, if you haven't joined, I highly suggest you do. 
We'll put the question up there and also on the Facebook page and, of course, on our Instagram page, which is Kick in the Creatives. And don't forget to pop to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And, of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you are enjoying the podcast, we would be really, really grateful if you would leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a little star rating if you don't have much time. Well, I say little star. I mean five, of course. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, don't forget to check out our weekly YouTube videos, which we call Art Kick Sundays. The videos are lighthearted and fun, but also informative. So if you want a laugh, go and check those out because we do all sorts of mad stuff, don't we? Yeah. In fact, one of them recently i didn't share because i was so embarrassed i thought the fewer people that see this the better if you want to see sandra in the bath or me with tights over my head go and check those out (laughs) right well that's it for today so we will chat again soon yep see ya Bye. bye thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on itunes back soon Um, so finally, I think. <laughs> <now> I think <laughs> Sorry. What on earth? <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze, and I'm not very good at quiet sneezes. Flipping heck, it blew my ears off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So I interrupted your sunscreen. Okay, I'm going to have to start that bit again. <laughs> okay.